how like your phone sometimes shares pictures of you like from years ago like oh this day eight years ago I, I got one of those today and I had a beard at that time like I still have a beard now and I was like did I shave like my beard off like if I had a beard for eight years like is this like now an ingrained part of my identity when was the last time you shaved <laughs> I can't even remember pandemic yeah I went full just like just to mess around my wife did not enjoy yeah. it, so I have a beard did again. She recognized you. <laughs> <laughs> she has the final say. <laughs> Greetings and fist bumps. This is the Raised Eyebrow, a podcast where we discuss how humans being human can feel not so human sometimes. Because someone's got to do it. And we're your hosts, Kojo, Alex, and Mike. In this episode, we talk comedy and philosophy. More specifically, are comedians the philosophers of our time? What's the role of the comedian in society? And has comedic observation replaced classical philosophy as a truth-telling communication tool? Oh, and what about cancel culture? So, let's talk funny. Coming from three guys who talk funny. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Yeah, good. I think it's probably best to get this out of the way like our a lot of our inspiration in terms of what we talk about amongst ourselves is actually about stand-up comedy and a lot of kind of coming from that lens of stand-up comedy and kind of the way that how it takes a part of society and kind of looks at it in a different way and effectively raises your eyebrow so a lot of our inspiration does come from from that that realm of society and art absolutely i've always appreciated like just the art of just one person on stage with nothing but a microphone and mm-hmm. just the ability to yeah. command a room of all those people and just like that laughter and when you see a, a great stand-up comedian it's it's amazing what they can do because there's there's yeah. no magic there's no veil that they're hiding behind it's just them on stage yeah yeah with nothing but like a a stool and a bottle of water it it, it takes a lot of like you know, courage to stand in front of people and like this command a room, yep. and like I remember the first time I stood in front of people and I froze. <laughs> like I was supposed to sing, and I remember the time I froze to the point where I couldn't even remember the simplest Man. song. Like, <laughs> Stage fright is real. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely a skill. Uh, so really, really I, I tried five minutes of stand-up comedy a few years back. I took a chorus and everything. And like it's terrifying. Especially I think if you're not experienced. Like it takes I would say a lot of bravery to try to tell jokes, you know. But I think um you know, let's explore the idea of our 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 comedians modern day philosopher. So I think the nature of, of being a comedian is to live everyday life in a in philosophical thought i think simply because you're looking for insights into what's funny so it's part of the job qualifications to to be a philosopher but if you're i think if you're a good comedian you're a good philosopher as well does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. right, but mm-hmm. then also so uh, you guys know norm Macdonald, rest in peace yeah. he did the nothing special during the the pandemic and he he very humbly says um 
it always makes me feel weird when people say comedians are the modern day philosophers, especially when there are actual modern day philosophers. <laughs> They're not funny. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that shows the, the humility of it. I mean, can can you imagine a philosopher here, hearing this and just sitting down? He took like PhDs, doctorates, yeah. and there's this uh, comedian with no like high school <laughs> diploma. Yeah. Well, also like <laughs> classical philosophy or academic philosophy, like it's dead. Like, yeah, I don't know if it, it, it's not relevant <laughs> or relatable to the everyman, to the everyday person, right? So, like, learning what Plato said, I mean, I could Google this. I do I need a PhD for this? Maybe I'm ignorant. <laughs> no disrespect to our philosophical, yeah, yeah. Uh, to our philosophy majors. Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> you know? like, I guess just for the sake of, not to argue against you, but just to argue yeah, to yeah. Devil's give, the other, yeah, give the other side of the story. It's like, a lot of, a lot of philosophy is akin to its time. And mm-hmm. as a society progresses... You need thinkers to kind of articulate what's happening in that society and how what it means for it and what the impacts for it are. Um, mm-hmm. Not to go down this particular rabbit hole, we will do an episode on it later. Oh. But if you think of AI and what it's artificial intelligence and what it's doing to our society, mm-hmm. the good and the bad, is that how that gets articulated in society and what its implications are. That's essentially the role of what a philosopher would do and has always done. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of understand how do people actually are operate and think in the society and kind of articulate that and then kind of apply schools of thought to it. Um, that's the role. But then in terms of like the way I see like what a comedian does to that is they kind of come at it from a very particular train of thought, which is to be funny, to, to hold the mirror yeah. up, mm-hmm. to make you laugh. You know, there's truth in humor. Um, mm-hmm. what makes you laugh at something that you find funny it's you know um, it's usually because it's something that you can relate with right like it's hard to find something funny about a culture that you have no connection to um, but mm-hmm. it's it's easy to find something funny in, in a culture that you have a really close connection to for sure yeah I I also see like the the modern day comedian is so laid back it's like the he's such a simple guy compared to like you know the philosopher who has like a higher level of education and in a way like the comedian to me is pretty much like how like you know native americans have the coyote who's Mm -hmm. like the trickster Mm -hmm. and then the ashanti people have the anansi which is a spider and basically it's like don't be like this guy like he's the worst so you have a comedian who comes on stage and is saying all kinds of funny things about his family and like you know he puts himself at the bottom of the bottom <laughs> to kind of teach you a lesson don't be like me or even if you want to be like learn something from my mistakes but in a funny yeah. way yeah there's a humility there that makes us yeah. trust the comic right so like yeah to transition um so what are the the cultural the important cultural functions that comedy plays in society so uh, i have a couple so i think it's a social lubricant right and this isn't necessarily professional comedians just interactions that we have through comedy right so uh it diffuses tension or nerves right in in certain social situations um 
it, comedy helps establish trust since humor is an attractive quality, right? And by extension, it shows creativity, uh, relatability. It shows that you can adapt. And Kojo, you mentioned courage, right? It takes courage to, to try a joke. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also a measure of intelligence, I would argue. Not all jokes. Sometimes it's a far joke and <laughs> haha, <laughs> right? But uh, now disclaimer, this only works if the person is actually funny. Right. So for the comedian example specifically, it has to actually be a good comedian. Right. Like we've all been in a room with a guy trying to be funny and it's just cringy. Like, shut up, man. Yeah. Just stop talking. You're not funny. Right. So I don't know. It's something innate. You can't you can't teach comedy. So that's why it's it's precious when we see it. Right. And it, it actually works. In my in my opinion. Yeah. Timeliness yeah. Is, is always the timing is the is the biggest thing when it comes to mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm. like it'd be funny like if because you said like diffuse situations social lubricant like kind of make tense situations a little bit more jovial mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. rather than kind of electing like you know career politicians celebrities we should just elect co- comedians as our world leaders <laughs> like can you imagine like the you know, global economic forum or, you know, some kind of like negotiations between like Russia and the United States. <laughs> it's just too convenient. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle for president. <laughs> yeah, be like Dave Chappelle. Is this, <laughs> is this Putin guy for real? <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do? Nuke me? <laughs> lights up a joint. Like but it would like, yeah. yeah, it would just, you know, everyone likes to hang out with a comedian. But if it's just comedians hanging out with comedians, I mean, yeah, they, they get shit done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some presidents who tried to use comedy. In yeah. yeah. Barack Obama like, was hilarious. That's true. Yeah, he, he did have yeah. yeah he did have good timing, yeah. He yeah. did the... But in a way, like, Trump did it the opposite <laughs> way. Like, he used it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're kind of just laughing at, like, <laughs> did you really just say that? You're not laughing <laughs> with him. Yeah. But then it was that because there was the um, I was watching this one thing where it's like the moment Trump decided to run for president was like that press uh, the the press night where Obama was laying into uh, Trump as like part of his bit. Yeah, what's that called when the president holds? Yeah, Is it it's the rose? Not like a rose. Press uh, White House correspondence dinner. Correspondence dinner. Yeah, that's what it is. the president would. Um, yeah, it's usually kind of a moment for like the the press to kind of get a few um, in yeah. good spirit jabs at politicians and particularly the president and members of mm-hmm. the white house. Yeah. But yep. it's always meant to good spirit. And um, yeah, but I think like, this is where you, you, the, the one who's receiving the roast has to be a bit of like, yeah, you know, chill, relax and like, you know, take it in. No, don't yep. be a bit too, Tell that to Donald. Yeah, Donald did not enjoy <laughs> Mr. Obama's jokes. He ran for president just to allegedly just to to get back at him. In, in a way, it's kind of like a lesson for life too, like being able to laugh at yourself. Yeah, it doesn't work with narcissists though. <laughs> C- clinically, a narcissist comedian. Well, I mean, I think a lot of comedians are narcissists too, but like. From what I understand, comedians have some like they're damaged people, so they're tapping into mm. like that maybe they didn't get enough attention as kids. Uh, so humor is a natural talent; they nurtured it over years. This is their way of being like, "Hey, I have value," 
you know so like what motivates someone to pursue this career path yeah joan rivers was like the best at uh at roasting people oh yeah 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 she Mm -hmm. yeah like especially the one where it was her roast oh man that if you ever get the chance to watch it comedy uh comedy central roast of joan rivers so good you have like norm mcdonald was there um a lot of greats and um and then she comes in at the end and she just just owns everybody yeah yeah she's she's definitely one of the goats for sure yeah i had a chance to work on a perfume bottle and oh yeah which was for her oh for joan rivers yeah that's dope oh wow that's fun did you meet her yeah no i didn't get to meet her but i went to like was it like a perfume that was like a joan rivers yeah, it was a Joan Rivers perfume that we Oh, wow, designed. that's cool. Yeah. So we designed mm-hmm. the bottle, and then we worked with, like, a person who would, like, make the right, yeah. liquid. Mm-hmm. But she has no idea. Like, <clears throat> everything is just designed, and then we just present oh, yeah. it to her. Right. Did it get produced? How long ago was this? Say it again? Right Did it get produced? I don't know. I have to follow up and see. I'll ask my... Uh, yeah. How uh, how long yeah. ago was this? Oh, this was a long she, time ago. She passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Joan Rivers. <laughs> yeah. One of the goats. Especially for women comics. She just did not right. give a you-know-what. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She's, you know, I think, uh, Alex, you mentioned earlier that comedy taps into, like, an unspoken truth or a taboo. I think she, she was... Right. Oh yeah, very much ahead she of made a her time. Of that. <laughs> yeah, she just yeah. went right for the jugular. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's yeah. Uh, yeah I think as as a comic, you have to like be observant and be able to like take like basic things and you know show it to light and be like, hey, this is right. weird. Yeah, or like yeah. you know, like for sure. why does this exist? Like why do yeah, you, you know like to. stuff yeah, like say, that. Things that people don't really pay attention yeah, to. They, they say the quickest way to, to poke holes at reality is through humor. Yeah, right? it is. So it's, it's the whole, right. you can't handle the truth. But with a little a little <laughs> wit and lighthearted observation, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And some, yeah. like, some of the best comics are ones that they, like Russell Peters, right? He's he's Indian background. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. You know, here in, here in um, the GTA, there's Brampton is like a huge Indian population. And that's where he's from. And he's like a god there, like, and he just every time he comes back, there's, they just love him and they adore him because he just pokes fun at their yeah. whole culture and, um, yep. you know, and, and <laughs> it also is a good way to kind of learn about other cultures and the customs that that make them that. So rather than mm-hmm. learning about it more in a more formal educational way, it's also good to kind of learn about them from yeah. from another respect. Yeah, because he... which which you notice that for like example him. He had yeah. friends, yeah. Jamaican friends, mm-hmm. Chinese friends. Yeah. So he's a reflection <laughs> of like the the Canadian exactly. community, Toronto specifically. Yeah. Right. Like these are the yeah. these are the people you grew up with, yeah. right? So immediate. Like if it was now, I don't know if people would be offended by his jokes, but back then it was so like, yes, we are multicultural and we do make fun of each other, and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there's a quote yeah. by Rowan Atkinson. He was uh, famously Mr. Bean. If you don't know who the mm-hmm. actual actor is, Rowan Atkinson. Oh yeah. Um, so he said, "quote Every joke is a, has a victim," um, and 
the point mm. of comedy mm. is to offend. Um, it's meant to hold up a mirror to you, your culture, beliefs, uh, mm-hmm. and society and kind of point out how wrong and stupid things are. Because like, if, if comedians aren't going to do it, then who will? Right. And, mm-hmm. and the only way mm-hmm. you can right. grow and kind of understand how you're pissing other people off or, you know, what you're doing wrong or um, just the oddities that just make you you or your society you. Um, mm-hmm. It's important. And that's that's pretty much I like. Yeah, it, there's there's been many cases over the past couple of years where it's like it's going back to that cancel culture thing in the in the upfront was like where comedians would not be allowed to go to certain universities or certain areas because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. there were going to be friction. It was like, well, first of all, you don't have to go to the comedy show, right? So <laughs> you have a choice. You don't have to attend. <laughs> yeah. You have freedom. You do have the freedom to choose, yes. Um, it's not, it's not yeah. compulsory. And then number two is that the whole point is to offend, right? Like there's obviously a line, like if you go mm. up and just start like, spewing racial slurs like okay a bit of a line but then it's not in good faith it's not in good faith yeah. the, exactly you have to tell the jokes in good faith. yeah bill burr said everyone laughs their head off until it's their group that's getting made fun of <laughs> so then now, now yeah. you're offended yeah you were laughing your head off at the disabled folks a second ago yeah, exactly yeah now that you're yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's okay to attack fun of everybody up. else but like oh no don't, don't do my group oh, not fat people yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember I remember growing up, there was this Ghanaian comedian. His name is Waterproof. Waterproof okay. And um, he came in with, uh, like, uh, remember those um, um, British hats that they used to wear when they were colonizing Africa? <laughs> like, it's like, a, it, it's like a, a hat. It's not like a top hat. But, um, oh, it's the one that uh, Trump's wife wore oh, yeah. some time ago. Have yeah, you remember yeah. the one? I'm, Google, I'm Googling it right to? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a police, a British police hat. Typing in uh, British colon, colonial um, hat. Colonial yeah. style. It has a, a certain kind of look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he would, he'd wear something like that. And then he would have, as a bow tie, it was uh, the, the, pes- the, the pistol for grinding. And he'd wear it as a bow and this guy when he's when he's uh you know like his stories are basically like he makes fun of Mm -hmm. everybody no one is left out like he makes fun of even like like ghosts like the ghost (laughs) it's like and then when he's he's talking to be like please don't beat me in the backstage (laughs) we're just playing we're all friends here these are just jokes Jeez, one of the best comedians. Who's your um, favorite comedian? Who's your favorite comedian all time and me? right now? Because like sometimes you kind of get on a certain train. It's a good question. Um, Can't pick one. Which of your children do you love the best? No. <laughs> uh, like when I was a kid, I listened to Chris Rock a lot. Okay. Um, and then like Dave Chappelle. Um, as I got older, Louis C.K., Bill Burr. Uh, I like Joe Rogan just because I related to his podcast. I love his podcast. His comedy, not as much as his podcast, but uh, I smoked a lot of weed in, <laughs> in my early university days, so I like that kind of humor. And he talks about aliens and weird stuff, and that appealed to me for a while. But I would say 
probably Chappelle or Bill Burr as my top right now. If I had to narrow it yeah. down. Yeah, I think Eddie Murphy is Eddie. like one of my yep, yep. favorites. And then, of course, I know Alex um, is going to say this. One of the great philosophers, the guy named Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Jerry, yeah. Jerry's on yeah, my list too. Gotta, I think J- Jerry is like... Um, he's one of the goats. Unlike the other... All the other comedians. His is like... And again, I find it like not all my friends mm-hmm. like Jerry. Because it's kind of like the um, the Office, like the British right. Office. It's observational comedy. Um, comedy. It's different. Like if you if if you're not trying to learn the culture, you wouldn't mm-hmm. understand. So there are people who are like, I don't like the American Office and I don't like the British right. Office. Um, and then some people say, yeah, like Seinfeld is not funny, but I'm like, whoa, this guy is like one of the best. Yeah. Like, it's all, how can you come up with like stories that are like yeah. so simple? It's not for everybody. It's not for funny. everybody. Like, I think it's observational humor, right? But uh, Chris Rock talks yeah. about what made Seinfeld so great. Like he introduced, or like not introduced, but he perfected the idea of setting up a joke with a premise. So he had like a thesis to every mm-hmm. joke, even the, the most basic thing, like uh, how do how do people shower? You know. Um, so, so like <laughs> the idea of communicating with the audience, like he would hypnotize the audience with yeah. the most simple, simple thing by providing yeah. context and then punchline <laughs> essentially, or mm-hmm. whatever the, the formula is. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, he's arguably one of the greatest observational comics in, in human history. Yeah. Right? What do they call it? Ovaltine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think um my favorites are um I mean Bill Burr's like my like I yeah, the guy's awesome. Um but other ones that I've been interested in are Mark Forward, he's a Canadian. Um just a lot of Forward. very interesting kind of stand up comedy. Like one he had to like he's a single father and he has to like, you know, prepare his kids lunch, so he's like sitting there making sandwiches for the week as he's delivering his whole bit. <laughs> he's just putting like fucking mayo on bread <laughs> as he's getting his whole bit. <laughs> Uh, it's such a great, uh, great one. And then one I've been watching a lot lately is Joe Coy. Joe Coy's funny. Yeah, he's, he's oh, yes. special. Yeah, so good. Uh, many specials on Netflix, so definitely you can dive into that one. And then another one is Taylor Tomlinson. Um, I oh, think yeah. she was mm. like, there's her most recent special on Netflix um, where she kind of talks a lot about like going to like therapy and stuff like that, where she, she was able to actually like kind of, Diller a story where you actually got like an emotional attachment to her whole her whole story and her whole bit um mm-hmm. but it was it was quite a ride and it's like you have that that good mix of like like empathy for her and what she's going through with the comedy that goes along mm-hmm. with it and just that that delivery was I, I i haven't seen a comedic a comedy or comedian do that ever really i think it was it was an amazing special to watch mm-hmm. yeah yeah, there's an there's an art to it. Yeah, there is, yeah. All these guys, all these guys and girls that we named, right? Um, Alex, you were talking about how philosophy, like, it's a it's a reflection of its time, right? Yeah. So is there mm-hmm. is there modern day philosophy that taps into like classic philosophical principles? Like, I have an answer to that, but I'm curious what you guys think about that. Modern philosophy that taps into classic principles like 
like academic philosophy. So like something that Plato said or Aristotle, do comedians, you know, relate to that in with regards to the modern day world? You know what I'm trying to ask here? Um, I think only in the way where they would like riff off like some, of it. I don't know if they. Yeah, yeah that's a good answer. Like Louis C.K. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kojo. No, I'm just trying to like think here, but I'm trying to think because there's some stuff that like the existence of the table, like I don't know if it's Socrates or mm-hmm. Plato, and then they're like the the chair is an idea, so the ideal chair. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it could be different, different other things. It's kind of deep, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a comedian that would probably fall. I have an that. example from Louis C.K. who taps into, like, quote unquote, classical philosophy. So, like, why he has this bit where um, his little girl keeps asking him why, um, and so she, like, eventually he gets really abstract with his answers. So the little kid asks why, and he goes, uh, uh, just looking at my joke here. So the little kid keeps asking him why, uh, and he goes, well, because some things are and some things are not. (laughs) And then she's like, but why? (laughs) Well, because things that are not can't be. (laughs) Why? He's like, well, because then nothing wouldn't be. You can't have fucking nothing isn't. (laughs) So he just breaks down, and she breaks him. But, like, that's an example of... um, you know ancient philosophical principles of like what is life mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of um ricky gervais when i think it was the golden globes when he was the a host a host and mm-hmm. uh he told everyone in the crowd just basically like you know you have no right except talking about like politics don't use this as a platform to you know go on some kind of political speech or rant he's like you're not qualified to talk about any of that just accept your award thank your agent and your god and get the fuck off the stage (laughs) 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 and then they cut to tom hanks's face and he's like his jaws to the floor (laughs) all the celebrities were so offended but it was great it goes back to the point like you're supposed to be offended but like okay maybe like his delivery was brash but guy is a point you know yep Mm -hmm. don't take yourself so seriously yeah so transitioning there uh we live in the era of cancel culture allegedly so-called cancel culture do you think uh a lot of comedians have complained that it's starting to to get ridiculous um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think comedy can survive cancel culture? I think I think it's it, it's an art piece, and it's an art, and especially unless maybe AI takes over. <laughs> AI standing <laughs> comedy. still going to be humans. <laughs> yeah. well, Why did the dog cancel... cross the road? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, what's the punchline for that one? Some would argue that cancel culture has always canceled the philosopher. Right. This is just the modern day version of canceling the philosophy socrates got canceled that's for sure yeah there's always been cancel culture it just hasn't been called that nobody likes the the brash yeah outspoken person the comedian what they did is they added humor and a performance but like if you look at um lenny bruce like these pioneers like there were laws that he couldn't tell certain jokes and he went to prison and blah 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 it was a whole thing (laughs) but now comedy is like no it's a performance you can't arrest me Right. Yeah. Well, it's also free speech too, right? Like exactly. all of the rights that that yeah. ironically cancel culture holds near and dear to their heart and everybody, like your right to freedom of religion, you know, right to express how you want to be, like right to be yourself. 
mm-hmm. um, everything like that. Like that all stems from free speech. Free speech is the the one right that gives you all that. And so to police other people's mm-hmm. speech, you're also simultaneously policing your own speech. Um, so if you do value having the right to to say things that you believe in, you also have to value the right of other people to say things that they believe in. Um, and the yep. whole point of a democracy right. debate and having free speech in a society is so that people can converse with each other and debate with each other to arrive at a conclusion and sometimes you do need to be told that you're what you're doing is wrong and what you're doing is you know not correct or um you know could be potentially offensive or even just what you're doing is just idiotic and stupid you know like when mm-hmm. i was growing up like my generation we would wear like you know baggy pants and like you never know, you could see everybody's underwear walking down the street and you look back on that now and you're like wow we were dressing like idiots but at the time, it's like, oh, no, this right. is cool. This is what all the cool kids. And the comedians at the time yeah. were, like, laying into us and making fun of us. And, you mm-hmm. know, here we are a couple decades, not that far, but a um, <laughs> decade or so yeah. later. And, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe they had a point. So sometimes you kind of yeah. get wrapped up in the in the zeitgeist of the time. And, and it's, it's, sometimes, it's important to kind of realize that a lot of how you view the world around you is influenced by being a part of it right it's like that um it's like the frog mm-hmm. and water analogy right um if you have a frog in a mm-hmm. pot of water and you gradually turn up the heat the frog has no idea that the pot the water in the pot's getting hotter yeah. but if you throw the frog mm-hmm. into a frog into a hot pot of water it'll jump out immediately so you don't know the culture's changing around you and we do need people in our society who are curious enough and will ask questions and will poke holes in the aspects of our society that we need to mm-hmm. And comedians and philosophers do that. Yeah, and that's why I like the the analogy that I used in the beginning of the episode, where they're like the trickster who you don't yeah. want to be like them. Because if you listen to like Raw and Murphy's Raw, that was like some yeah. heavy yeah. stuff. Like, like that was like one of those you know, you know, like skits that when like survive now like you can't play it on, on you know in a way like you mean like Chappelle's style is a bit more of like there are times where you have to like actually try and understand what he's trying to say if not you think he's actually making fun yeah. of people but really what he's trying to do is like he's actually bringing something he's trying to get us to understand something about mm-hmm. the situation and where he's coming from and i think that's the reason why he even like decided not to um, go ahead a while ago when he went out yeah. for like 12 years. Because yeah. like he was trying to educate, but then people were laughing at him instead of with him, which is two different things. Like you, you don't want to be laughed at, you want to be laughed with. Like it's like we're making fun of ourselves, but can we do something about it? And then people are just laughing and not solving anything and then he's like mm-hmm. you know what i'm yeah. out yeah and he didn't agree with mtv's vision at the time like or they didn't agree with his vision yeah. like he wasn't making the type of comedy that he wanted to make and he just burnt out and he's like screw it i'm going yeah. to africa for <laughs> or whatever yeah but he came back with the vengeance right he i forget what contract he signed but it was a good one yeah yeah and that that trilogy was those are good three good specials yep and then he got tangled and cancel culture recently with 
his last special yeah. talked about trans trans people and it was a whole thing but the whole like we were saying kojo he's trying to tell the story the context like he was friends with a trans woman who killed herself right but right. nobody listened to that no. part they just right no. it was just he hates trans people he hates whatever yeah but if you listen he's to like, the story no, it's, she she killed herself because of her own community coming down on her ironic yeah, yeah. And that's that's the point he was trying to make. It's like, you know, you're you're yeah. all acting. I mean, we'll probably get canceled for this, maybe. <laughs> yep, yep. No one's listening to us anymore. Yeah. And I remember he said something about um, this rapper. Um, oh, I forgot his name. Um, the baby. The baby shot what? someone <laughs> at the grocery the baby, store. Yeah. Oh gosh! <laughs> like, oh, the baby. Right. And he didn't go to jail. Yep. But then when he said some, like somebody said something, it was it was like one of those things where you can actually kill someone and go away, like you know nothing will happen to you. But you say something about someone and you can actually be punished. For yeah. That. Yeah. I think in in our topic, they're so like um, how they think is so rich that if you're not understanding what they're saying, it will just pass by. It's like reading. Plato, like I would read Plato. I'm like, what? Yeah. The hell is this There's so much nuance. Like, it's not black yeah, and white. Like, it's so not black, and that's what today's yeah. world. It's just okay, black or white. Pick a side. Like, yeah, what? yeah, you're either X on. or Y, <laughs> A or B. You know, but it's that's not how life is. Things are complicated. Yeah, right? it, you can't go tribal. It's all shades of but, gray. Uh, exactly. But uh, Kojo, you were saying Eddie Murphy. I was going to say he and Dave Chappelle as well. They take their inspiration from Richard Pryor who back then everything right. comes full circle back then audiences were like shocked by the things that Richard Pryor was saying using right. the N word, just talking about uh, stories of his childhood with like strippers. And cause I think, I think his mom yeah. worked in a hostel, not a hostel, um, like an escort service, something like that. Uh, he had a rough childhood. Right. But also back then people yeah. were loving that he was telling stories about this world, especially folks who like, they didn't have that kind of childhood. Right. And now yeah. it would be, and- awful <laughs> yeah because even before richard Pryor, richard Pryor was also copying what yes. cosby was doing because everyone was like yo how can this guy be on stage like a black man just like, talking freely but cosby cosby just wanted to make it no matter what and he had very clean comedy yeah talk like a elite right. uh, you know white collar guy so and i mean it, which also makes yeah, sense it for him because at that time his crowd that he was trying to target is also like, I mean, as a as a as a black person, <laughs> like this guy was like, the reason why black people dress really well is because your looks is the reason why someone is gonna give you a chance to yeah, even speak. Right. So if you come on stage and you're nicely dressed, we'll pay attention to you. If you're like. Not nicely dressed, we will no longer Especially in those times. So, Cosby going on stage in like the suits and stuff was pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He pre- <laughs> presented himself in, a, in that manner. Yeah. yeah. Especially in, what is it, the 60s, I guess? Right. And then Richard is like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Through yeah. all of that. Let's be real. In the 80s. Yeah, there's definitely phases it when it comes to comedy, but it depends on what the what the zeitgeist is like for the time right so like our zeitgeist yeah. like, where it's the you, you know we have this cancel culture where there's you know a lot of narrative around like what you can and can't say 
Um, but if you look at like, yeah, um, I recently been started reading the 1984, um, where, cause you know, paying attention to what's going on. I'm like, I want to see what George Orwell says to say. Yeah. But the reason why that book, like I just mentioned 1984 and everyone knows what that book is about. I don't have to mention big brother for you to know what I'm talking about. And the fact that the book is about policing a free speech and it, the reason why it stood the test of time, like it came out in the early eighties or late seventies is because it, it's very true to society. It's very true to the very values that we have. And, and that art is, it's not necessarily comedy, but it does the same thing that comedy does, which is it it holds a mirror up to society, and that's that's what art has always done. Um, you know, even in the case of like what even like Da Vinci, Michelangelo did, Donatello, Raphael, like they held mirrors up to society, going all the way back to the Renaissance. Um, you know, you have the impressionist artists like Cubist, like they're all holding mirrors up to society. The Dadists, which put their name they sign the name on a mm-hmm. urinal and put it into a museum and that urinal is the most expensive urinal in the whole world because it holds a mirror up to the trivial yeah. things that we value in society um yeah. and and comedy just essentially just does that in a different lens right and the whole point is to is to understand what that mirror is reflecting back it's not like if you are offended then that's probably by design you know, if you're yeah. if you're mm-hmm. if you're entertained, that's by design. Um, it's art, and art will. That's what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to always be like a popcorn flick where you watch Marvel comics and oh, we're gonna save the world again. Oh, fantastic! Sometimes it's supposed yeah. to hurt. You know, that's art is not always gonna be beautiful. Mm-hmm. The, the more this cancel culture keeps going, the more things will get boring because you can't say anything. Like they asked Steve Carell uh, if they would do the office again and he said uh, they wouldn't let us they wouldn't be able to to say the same jokes now no. and when was the office mm. finished like early 2010s yeah yeah so you're telling me you can't do the office now um like we grew up with uh like comedy movies well, i'm trying to think of some examples like uh the hangover or um super bad like yeah. those types of sh- Right, like right. that humor wouldn't fly now. No. Like, oh, kids right. drinking! Oh my gosh, but <laughs> fat like, jokes. Really? <laughs> but South South Park and like Family Guy are doing. Well, I saw this one but bit by uh, Taylor Tomlinson, the comedian I mentioned previously, where she was she, her bit was that, like she took her cousin to go see the Book of Mormon, which is written by the creators <laughs> of the South Park, and her you know her cousins from like Gen Z, <laughs> and the whole time she felt like she's like she didn't even think about it because that's oh yeah it's funny it's South Park right yeah goes there and the whole time the you know her cousin's like appalled and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry what did i do oh man i think i think as as an artist that's one thing you're trying to do you're trying to get people to like your painting your music your artwork or hate and criticize so i think there's always going to be a room of people still making material but like and then expecting your reaction because that's what you want as an artist, someone's reaction, yeah. either good yeah. or bad. To make people think about the art as well, if possible, especially with comedy. Yeah. But, you know, again, not all comedy is, you know, deep necessarily. Like there are comedians who talk about, like, right. you know, the food they yeah. ate. Like, Getting uh, stuck at the airport. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, okay. Right. You know, life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you think about it, like the places where we go to listen to comedy is 
you know, in a small room or whatever, but then you're there yeah. with your girlfriend, your wife, yeah. whatever. And usually first dates and yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, do it. <laughs> you want to know that <laughs> person. You got to know what they exactly. laugh at. Get to it right <laughs> yeah. away. You want, you want a real relationship or what? <laughs> but I mean, can you imagine like you're trying to talk about certain topics, but you can't bring it up. And then there's a, a comic who makes it easier for you yeah. to talk about that topic. Yep. So then now you go home and then things can lead to yep. other things. Yeah, you go that's true. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> what did you think about so, this joke? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I agree. You know, like even with the, with you and your girlfriend, there are moments where you're like, oh, our joke, our uh, this. So then it's like an inside joke. She says something. And oh, yeah. Inside laugh. joke's the best. Yep. Yeah. I love you know, inside like, jokes. You build um, a rapport. Yeah. Or a... Yeah. Anyway, yes. question. Have you had a moment where you wanted to laugh? Like it's like you've been holding on to a laugh, and it's inappropriate <laughs> to be laughing. Like say on a bus or oh like yeah, a, so a conference. I oh sorry, and... I cut you off. Go ahead. So I was. Okay, no, no, go go. <laughs> oh man, it's like a, I'm not going to say where I was at or whose thing I was at. So I was at a funeral. Oh no! And I'm not going to say whose funeral it was. <laughs> And the I had the bare naked lady song stuck in my head, but specifically this one lyric. Um, what has it go? Uh, so it's one week by the bare naked ladies. The yes. the lyric goes, "I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. If you can't understand what I mean, you soon will." And that just lyric oh just kept looping around my head as they're like going through like all the prayers <laughs> and like how the, the eulogies for this person. They were a great person, by the way. But the whole time, I just have bare naked ladies stuck. I'm the kind of guy that laughs in a funeral. Can't understand what I mean. I just do it the whole fucking time. And like I just can't. Like the whole. Like why did my head go there? I don't know. But it actually, the, the funny thing is, is that it actually makes sense. If you're at a funeral and you think that lyric, it actually makes sense. Yeah. 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 And on that note, shall we do final thoughts? Yeah. No, we can do final Anymore. thoughts. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, should we even take comedians seriously? You shouldn't take the joke seriously, but you should take the message seriously. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know how to answer that one. (laughs) I think no. Ultimately, no. But I think take the insight or the attempt at finding insight through through joke. Take that seriously. But don't Mm -hmm. take it with... Right. You know, this is the Bible now. (laughs) Like, it's just a joke. It's a a person trying to... Trying to come yeah. up with a life insight. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my final thought is, I mean, I think that, I think comedians are modern day philosophers. Um, no disrespect to actual philosophers. All the philosophy majors who work at my local Starbucks, <laughs> don't worry. Still like you, still tip you. Um, but the, uh, like, I think, yeah, I think they're necessary. And I think like listening to them is necessary and kind of just, embracing that that full view of who you are just head on take it on the chin is it makes you a better person in the end because you you realize the error of your ways and if you watch enough stand-up comedy like Mm -hmm. you'll get you'll turn eventually you know it all come around and it's it's funnier when it's about you and it's it's just more enjoyable and (laughs) life is is richer for it and um yeah i i always i always crave more yeah well said well said um for me i think the the attempt at the joke is what counts because i mentioned earlier you can't describe humor 
It's very innate to the individual. And so when we express ourselves naturally with humor, it might reveal a hidden philosopher in all of us. For me, I think it's um, there are moments where like it's difficult for you to understand someone where someone is coming from. So there usually when you have comedians, they shed light on things that you don't really pay attention to, which allows you to get outside yourself and um, learn something that you probably wouldn't have known. Um, so, you know, like usually just take it easy and you know, laugh about it, like, you know, relax, enjoy it. And um, you might learn a thing or two from, you know. Yeah, it's true. Everyone's always a friend. And again, yeah. you bought the ticket, yep. right? You bought the Yeah, get your money's worth right there. <laughs> so no one is forcing <laughs> you to. And everyone's always <laughs> friends or wants to be friends with the person who's easygoing. It's true. It's easy to yeah. make friends if you're easygoing. Yeah. Or at least yeah. funny if they're a hard ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hu- right. yeah, humor is a great way. Like if you're, um, just to kind of make a stressful day easier, make a stressful situation easier. You know, right? Because um, you think about it, it's like, uh, like swallowing like a, a really yeah. hard pill, like something yeah. that is difficult to. <laughs> Goes down easier with some. Some. They water. wrap it. Yeah, they wrap it with humor, which apparently there's a, there's actually a psychological study on it where. When you when you're laughing, you you put your guard down and you relax, so you're more willing to listen. But like to releases a chemical too, like it's like a positive feel good chemical has like healing properties apparently. Yeah, yeah, laughter is a good thing for that. Yeah, yeah, it's also good like if you're giving yeah. like a very like a presentation to like a client or you know something that could mm. really impact your career, just open up with a really awkward racist joke. You know, it works every time. It definitely will get the crowd engaged and will make you remembered. <laughs> or actually, don't do that. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Can you imagine? Right, on that note. On that note, follow us on, the, on all the social medias. Raised Eyebrow Podcast. And remember, kids, life is a tragedy to those who feel and a comedy to those who think. There you go. Out. Gotta perfect your gun noises. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>